For so many of us, being interrupted is a huge pet peeve, and it can be very frustrating when you're trying to have a conversation with someone and they continually interrupt you. But our next guest wrote an opinion piece for the Globe and Mail, and it's an excellent one, talking about how interruptions can actually have a positive effect on our conversations. So let's get into it uh, with the host of Flow. It's a podcast about the power and problems of conversation and professor of humanities at Vanier College, Sheila Das. Sheila, thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm so curious as to why it was that you wanted to dive into this subject of interruptions. Well, first of all, I mean, I like conversation. I like talking. And I've had, like everyone, so many different kinds of conversations. I've been an interrupter and I've been interrupted myself. And um, it just, you know, struck me as something that sometimes people, including myself, sometimes are too sensitive to. Mm. And other times can just provide so much fun um, in like letting go in a conversation and, you know, trusting your interlocutor to kind of be in that game and that spirit with you. You know, you talk in your article about so many different aspects of interrupting, and I didn't even realize that there were so many of them. I am someone who who thought that being interrupted was something that was just very annoying, but there's a lot more that goes into it. So you kind of talk a little bit about the the history of interruption and what it means when we interrupt a person when they're speaking. Can you take us back there, Sheila? Yeah, so, I mean, you could go back to, like, classical Greek philosophy, and uh, at that time, women were regularly interrupted in their voices, um, you know, cut down in, in a variety of ways. You can travel then a little bit to closer to us now in the Renaissance, when people really started to take seriously how they talk to each other, and interruptions was something they considered. And it was looked at poorly, if you were like snatching, um, you know, the words out of someone's el- someone else's mouth, not letting them finish a sentence. But on the other hand, what was looked at, you know, really positively is that back and forth, that kind of um, easy flow in a conversation that when you know you're having a good time with someone. Mm. Yeah, there's like a good balance to it, right? When you can kind of volley back and forth as opposed to interrupting somebody because it, there's that that tension and that real lack of flow. And I think the one is really exciting and the other can be can be very frustrating. So are there certain people that are prone to be interrupted more than others? Well, I think what we've what the studies have shown is that you know, traditionally women have been more interrupted and um, racialized people seem to be more interrupted also, particularly in work contexts. Mm. But what linguists um, have found recently, in particular Deborah Tannen and Catherine Hilton, is that it's more about uh, the energy of the speaker. We have different energy. Uh, some people are high energy speakers and um, I identify with that myself (laughs) and other people are lower energy speakers and just prefer things to be a little bit more quiet and to have more time to think through their thoughts and the problem I think arises when you have a high energy speaker who's paired with a low energy speaker because they have different expectations and maybe different comfort zones. 
You know, you talk about people being interrupted in a professional setting, and I can see, and you write about it in your article too, you know, when when someone who is evaluating you or looking at your rank and you're trying to sort of assume that power, you might be prone to interrupt someone else in a meeting, for example. But how is interrupting someone perceived from the outside? Is it is it perceived as something rude to do? You mean during a work meeting? Yeah. Well, I think it is inappropriate during a work meeting because... You are trying to usually, I think, upstage someone, um, and I don't think that that is conducive to respect or also, as I mentioned uh, in the article, to enjoyment. Um, I think if it were just a short, quick add-on, that might be acceptable. But normally in, in work environments, I think it's better to let someone finish their sentence because... You always need to ask yourself in a conversation, what is your goal? And in a work environment, it should be to like build uh, a sense of respect, you know, work on solving problems together and build trust. And I think that the easy back and forth, especially when there are several people in a meeting, uh, just can't really be had in a work environment. Hmm. So what was your takeaway then when you get to the point saying interruptions have a positive effect on our conversations? How did you reach that, that they can be a good thing? Well, it was, I think, probably my coffee last year with my friend Dylan when we started just to talk about what interruptions are and why he had just interrupted me. And our conversation just went mad, and uh, we were just having such a wildly good time. And it reminded me of some other wonderful conversations I had with friends, you know, from different ethnic backgrounds. I think of some of my friends from France or from Italy who have a tendency to interrupt quite a bit. And those conversations, too, I remember really, really fondly. So I think that got me off thinking that, you know, maybe we... We assume too often the worst instead of give room for that positive excitement that sometimes interruptions actually demonstrate. Do you have to be careful, Sheila, with timing when you interrupt? Maybe not necessarily interrupt, but maybe interject. Is that a better way of putting it? Yeah, definitely. I think that's another thing um, that uh, Deborah Tanya mentions, like social overlapping. Uh, interjections are fantastic. I mean, they're a way that you can help your you help your uh, interlocutor feel really listened to. You know, you might give them a a nod, so you don't. It doesn't always have to be like a vocal utterance, but. If you want to say, oh, really neat, or oh, how'd you, how'd you find that out? Uh, these are ways that you're, you're telling your conversation partner that you care about them and you care about the story they're telling. I'm nodding along as you're um, talking about this, but I'm just being very careful now to not interrupt you because I feel like I'm, I've never been more mindful of it in my entire life during an interview. So I am nodding. I want to let you know that. I'm curious, Sheila, what surprised you when you were researching this? something I actually didn't bring into the article. There was um, some research done uh, last year on Elizabeth Warren during a Senate hearing, and um, it was the hearing of Jeff Sessions, and he complained that she was interrupting him. And there had been a lot of uh, studies done after that on who is perceived as an interrupter, and apparently women uh, are viewed more unfavorably for interrupting um, than men. 
And I think that, uh, for me, in a way, was a surprise that it that it went so far. Not just that women sometimes are more often interrupted, but they're 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 viewed negatively sometimes. And being someone myself who's high energy and a woman, um, I find that very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, Sheila, thank you so much for your piece in the Globe and Mail. Uh, if if someone wants to check it out, uh, you can definitely do that. It's called "May I Interject? Interruptions Can Have a Positive Effect on Our Conversations." Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Chelsea. Of course. Take care. That's Sheila Das, host of Flow. It's a podcast about the power and problems of our conversation. She's a professor of humanities at Vanier College.